Welcome, everybody. I'm here today with Gail Lynn. And Gail Lynn is a real pioneer in the field of healing with both light and sound and color. And she has gotten um, some real kudos for her work in a, a variety of different kinds of conditions, which we tend to think of as uh, incurable. Um, oftentimes, and we can't say we're curing anything here, but the reality is we are made up of frequencies and we're made up of space, intelligence, atoms. Those are all frequencies and frequencies respond to other frequencies. That's why in old times, sound, light, and color were primary healing modalities in the most ancient of times. And now there's a wonderful sophistication and, and scientific research to back up the validity of it. So without further ado, we're going to go to Gail Lynn. Hi, Gail. It's good to see you. Hi, good to see you. <laughs> um, I love this conversation because I'm a real devotee of vibrational healing in general. I, I used to teach color therapy years ago. I don't know if you know that, but that was a... Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, and uh, using light and sound and um, color, I, I, I saw some amazing things happen with just in the most low-tech ways years ago. So when I met with you, it was as a result of your involvement with the light, uh, life vessel technology. Um, and we did our first interview on Gaia a number of years ago, but you've kind of progressed on from there. Uh, you've gone solo. You've created a technology that you feel and others apparently are feeling is even, um, even more efficient, is working beautifully. So let's go and start with when we first met, what got you into light and uh, light? color and sound healing, okay, vibrational healing to begin with, and what was your experience through the life vessel, which was also a lovely technology, and then we'll take it away from there. Perfect. Yes, I absolutely love the life vessel. It was my first introduction to uh, a light and sound chamber, and after working in automotive for a number of years, and then telecom, running a telecom consulting firm, and then uh, being in Hollywood for seven years, I was on the verge of an instant heart attack. Um, and I knew I needed to make some life changes. So that's when I uh, discovered the Life Vessel. I attended um, a conference and met the inventor of the Life Vessel. And uh, then I ended up, right after we filmed and shot and edited the movie, ended up in Arizona at a Life Vessel Center for my cardiovascular stress. You were, uh, you were a little too young to be having this kind of trouble in your life, but the stress had really overwhelmed you. The competition, the yang aspect of the way you were living, you were just kind of running yourself over. Um, you were running over your own vehicle with your psyche at the time. <laughs> I was 37, and the doctor said I had the heart of an 80-year-old. Oh, jeez. So I had to make some changes. Um, but the, just in a weekend of the life vessel sessions, uh, my autonomic nervous system reset and my cardiovascular stress uh, went away. Well, and just to give people a little hint, because I did it uh, quite a number of times, actually, in, while I was in Boulder, um, the life vessel sessions are really, you just, you were lying down in this chamber and you were being bathed in frequencies, in light, in sound, and in color, and you just, you could fall asleep or not fall asleep. It was a very relaxing experience. Well, you let your whole field open up to and be bathed in a very relaxed state in all of these healing frequencies, right? 
And it's a beautiful technology. Um, but I've decided that we needed more 360 degrees of healing and we needed more pure, pure tones and frequencies. So um, in the light vessel, you would lie on a four inch foam pad, which was distorting some of the, and it was a rectangular box. And so we now have an egg shape. Right. And you sit in it rather than lie down. And so you have the experience, because I've tried that too, coming from all around you. And I know a lot of our viewers on Gaia were very excited about this. A lot of them came over and gave it a try. But let's get down to the science of it, because the reality is we can use light, sound, color as healing frequencies, even at home, even with the most low-tech devices, uh, like a theater lamp with some colored gels and such. Uh, we can do that. And we and music, uh, lots of different healing, uh, compo- healing mu- composers of healing music are out there and we can access them. But you've actually made a study of it and you found that certain kinds of music work very, very well for very specific conditions. So I'd like to go first and say, during the years, the initial years at Life Vessel, what were some of the most kind of shocking types of recoveries you saw um, that really that blew your socks off, basically? Okay, so there are a ton of them. Um, my favorite story is um, a boy who came in, he had broken his foot, and he had a soccer tournament in two weeks. Now, how are you going to play soccer with a broken foot? So his mom and his brother had been in and his brother had, um, I can't say healed, but he had healed from Lyme disease. And so um, he came in and uh, I put him on some drumming and didgeridoo, which will help muscles and broken bones. And in five days, the doctors couldn't find the break. He did three sessions and you know, the first day he came in with a walking cast and the second day he had a tennis shoe. And I said, you know, really don't try to power through this. He said, no, it really doesn't hurt. And so after speaking with um, him and his mother, she laughed because the doctors couldn't tell her why it was healed. So they basically said, we must have misdiagnosed him. That happens a lot in the world of quote, alternative medicine, right? Anything that is not allopathic. And this happens, I've heard it from other people I've interviewed where they're doing their best to help a client and and boom, you know, the problem disappears and they always say, ah, misdiagnosis. It couldn't have been that what you, this other person did help you. So we just know that that's one of the stumbling blocks is trying to get it through, any of this through into the understanding of mainstream medicine. So I think we're all on the same page there. Now, you're a member of the International Association of Music as Medicine, okay, and let's start talking about some of it. We're talking about doctors presenting cases because that's really the point is some VMDs actually are now starting to step into this. You deal with uh, several yourself. In fact, just before we started recording, you said you had dealt with a couple of them today, as a matter of fact, who made it over and have started... um, experimenting with um, the harmonic egg. So first of all, let's talk about your position with doctors and, and how you can kind of start easing them into this arena. Right. So um, fortunately, these two doctors were um, very much into energy and loved the harmonic egg today. So it was great. Spent about three hours with them. And, but, you know, we talked about medical, we talked about the piano balancing the nervous system. We talked about flute 
working on gout and sciatica pain. We talked about the didgeridoo with uh, muscles, torn muscles and, and bones. This is back from the Aborigines um, doing this, what, 40,000 years ago um, and having success with it. So fortunately, they were an easy um, uh, audience, if you will. And But I, I can talk the medical or I can talk the woo-woo. So we talked a lot about the medical and they really want to bring it into their practice and help it get into mainstream medicine. And I was mentioning to them that I had gone to the Music as Medicine International Conference in Spain this past June where medical doctors were presenting about using music therapy. And they're starting with baby steps um, and really using a piano in the in the room or singing to the patient while they're operating on them. But it was brilliant how they had case studies. Tell us about some of those. Tell us about some of what you learned about. I love anecdotes because that's how we learn best is by example. Absolutely. So there was um, a guy who was so cute. I just loved him, an older gentleman. And he was a surgeon and up in New York, and he was singing to his patient while he was doing a bone marrow, um, which can be very painful, um, pulling it out of his chest. And they had videotaped the whole thing. A little bit of it, I didn't, couldn't watch, but he was singing, and it was so crazy. The patient actually said he had less pain by singing answers back to the doctor. Hmm. Well, that's fascinating. Let's talk about um, let's talk about some sp- certain specific conditions. Now, you mentioned piano a little bit ago. We're going to get into the frequency range and healing um, power of specific color frequencies, but let's talk about sound first. Go into piano a little bit more because I think a lot of times people can just feel this. Right. So I've noticed over the years, reading a lot of books and really immersing myself into this sound and light, you know, people call it vibroacoustic, immersive experience, uh, vibrotactile, sound healing, energy medicine. There's so many different names for it. And um, reading about piano and balancing the nervous system. So this was when I started back 10 years ago, and I thought, well, let me try it. So we had heart rate variability testing that we were doing, and time and time and time again with piano, they would come out, and the autonomic nervous system was coming into balance. We would see improvements with everyone that went in, um, and I had a doctor reading the um, HRV tests and saying, yes, I would say that everybody that goes in has an improvement in the autonomic nervous system functioning. So that fight or flight and that rest and digest is coming into balance and playing nice together in the body. So, and this was piano. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, someone could say, in fact, when I told my little stepson that I was going to be interviewing you, he said, yeah, but can you play any old thing? Can you just bang on the piano and it's still going to heal people? (laughs) Which is something a 10-year-old boy would ask, right? (laughs) I would say no. Um, What I've found over, um, over my 10 years of research is looking at different artists and what is their intention in the music. 
So um, Ani Williams is somebody that um, you've interviewed in the past. And she's, yes, a she's a friend of mine from Sedona and I have great respect for her work. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And she um, has didgeridoo and harp and harp can help with depression. And um, so she has recordings and then she does toning. So her theory is that when she listens to your voice, she can hear tones that are missing and they can be replenished by toning and different instruments. So when I saw her interview with you, I hired her to do an, 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 an analyze my voice. And she said, well, you're missing these tones, which would be an indication of mold exposure. And I had just moved out of an apartment that I didn't know had black mold in it. And so I did have mold exposure. Mm -hmm. Blew my mind that she was that accurate. She's not only accurate professionally, she's also quite intuitive. Um, And I think the two with her work very well together. But it is fascinating because she's saying that... um, the condition, whatever kind of imbalances we have within our being, be it emotional, mental, physical, uh, even spiritual, is indicated through kind of the fluidity and range of our voice. And if you have specific whole keys missing, um, that usually that's an area that is either out of balance, underdeveloped, or suppressed for some reason. And I mean, it is beautiful work. In fact, I'd say if you haven't watched my interview with Annie, I I believe the one I, the most recent one I did is on Gaia. So you can go into the archives there if you're a Gaia member and take a look at it. It'll explain a lot. It's beautiful work. And so, so you hooked up with Annie and you learned this about yourself. Now, how did that apply out um, into the world of your clients and the harmonic egg? So she told me that she has all of her music tested to make sure that she's not putting through any ailments or conditions she has into her music. And so I spoke with another analyst named Robert Dursey, and he also said, yes, if you are on the same radio station with somebody that has a heart condition, you can pick that up through listening to their music. And then I thought, wow, okay. So we, he and I spoke, and, he, and we talked about different aspects of it playing through the speakers of the Genesis or the life vessel or different sound and light healing chambers like the harmonic egg. And what we were finding is that it was erasing any conditions coming through by playing into those resonant chambers. So everything is energy. I am blown away every day about what the capabilities of it and, and how we're vibrational beings. We're light beings. So we can heal with sound and light. And it's brilliant. And it is the medicine of the future. And we're making baby steps and getting there. Um, Yes. In fact, I have to say, and this is adding a little bit of my own personal esoteric um, story into it, but um, being people have heard me talk about my guides for a long time. And I know about 30 years ago, I had a session with them one day asking them about um, the future of healing, certain diseases that were on the rise at the time, what was going to happen regarding health in general. And one thing they said was that within my lifetime, one of the big uh, breakthroughs would be specifically sound healing and that it would start becoming mainstream and even physicians would begin using it as they saw the power of it. And they said, not just music that you can hear, 
but they were saying sound beyond the audible range. And so we do know that this that sound is being used in this way now for healing. And again, this was 30 years ago, but apparently it has a very bright future and you're right on track with it. Well, we can go a little esoteric too, because I've um, been finding out through some of my shamans who come in and channelers who come in, they said that um, as I'm putting um, eggs out into the planet, um, they're connecting themselves to um, the matrix of the earth and mother earth. Interesting. So, you know, I'm, I'm from Detroit, so this is not how I was raised. <laughs> and I hear these stories and it, and another um, healer was telling me that what's happening is they're programming themselves. So as they're connecting to each other, they're also um, kind of picking up and programming the um, energies and the illnesses that, that are being presented in there and being able to work on people. And so autoimmune disease, we really have seen a lot of that. And I feel terrible when people come in and have this feeling of betrayal by their body. And I've been educating people that it's not their body betraying themselves. The body will never attack itself. It is a viral load attacking the body that science and medicine hasn't discovered yet or hasn't been able to test for. So we have um, great success with putting people in a viral, um, helping them get over things like Lyme disease, Epstein-Barr, um, which I believe autoimmune is the Epstein-Barr virus mutated from old mono, old strep, old things that you've had in the past that maybe you didn't get um, rid of at a root, a root or systemic level. Right. That makes sense. And you and I were talking uh, a couple of weeks ago about this. And when you were sharing with me, you just find it so sad that we've been sold the notion that our own bodies are trying to attack us rather than always seeking balance. It just hit so true for me um, because I've been said to have quote autoimmune too, but then I did sit under a microwave dish for few years when I was a news anchor, literally right above my head for years and years, a massive broadcast microwave dish. And uh, my friend who also was in the same profession, also sitting under a dish, she and I both developed what they were labeling as chronic fatigue and Epstein-Barr during that period of time, to the point where I was literally passing out in public and couldn't even lift my arms over my head on the weekends. My body was so exhausted. And so as time has gone on, I thought, well, how, do you, how do you reverse that? But you're saying, from what I'm hearing you say, there's probably a toxic load of some kind of virus that got triggered that was allowed to flourish during that time and simply took a stronger hold, right? And the body's always trying to balance it. Right. Right. But eventually the body gets to a point where it's, it, the liver gets overloaded this stuff stores in the liver and then the liver stops functioning properly. So what, what happens is over time, it just mutates and mutates and gets worse and worse. And then symptoms flourish and you go on prescription drugs to mask one symptom over another. And then things just keep flourishing. So, yeah. Exactly. And one thing you found uh, when it came to, to well, we're going to actually, let's not start there. I want to go through some of the conditions and some of the both sounds, instruments, and also the associative colors. 
um, you're finding work to balance that back out. So one of them I found fascinating was violin and cancer. Let's talk about that for a moment and then give us the color range that would come in with that to balance it. Mm -hmm. So what I've studied, there's been some different studies out there on um, HeLa cancer cells. And what prompted me to find this was I had a, a person who came in with cancer and she had a bunch of tumors on her spine. And no matter what piano music I was putting her on, nothing was working and she was going to go in for back surgery. So I thought I'll put her on everything that I've never used on her before and just see what we can do. Because this was when I first opened and a lot of it is um, experimenting and doing, you know, different um, guesswork. So uh, all of a sudden the tumors were shrinking. And I went back and listened to all the music I put her on and there was xylophone and there was violin and there were different instruments that I hadn't used on her before. And so I started researching on the internet and, and I found studies where they had shrunk um, tumors with violin and breast cancer and they would listen to violin for 40 hours and they were finding that either shrunk or eliminated the tumors. And I thought, Whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> no, that's beautiful. But I and I think I think the temptation of everybody is to just jump on it and say, oh my God, I'll just get some great violin CDs, famous performers, and listen to them and and guarantee myself that I don't fall into the cancer uh, diagnosis, right? But right. it may not necessarily work that patent easily. Correct, correct. So, yeah, so I feel like if people, um, you know, we're in such a stressed out world these days and with all the stress that we're encountering, why are we not doing more self-care? Self-care is so important. And so I feel like. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say absolutely. And we don't take time for it. Yes. We don't. And so part of what I was reading a study from a German scientist and he said with after it was a German doctor, I'm sorry, after doing, um, listening to deep relaxing music, he said six and a half minutes of silence was, um, used for the patients and they integrated what they experienced from the music much more effectively. So I actually um, in, I, I integrated or implemented into the egg six and a, uh, 10 minutes of silence at the end of the session so people can actually integrate. And mm. it's a beautiful time when, when do we ever get silent in our, in our life, in our world? There's noise pollution everywhere. There's cell phones going off. There's TVs. There's radios. There's everything going on. So that silence is really important for people and we just don't do enough self-care or sit in silence. Okay, let's talk about the color spectrum that works well also with cancer. So there's studies out there that says never ever ever use red light with cancer and there's studies out there that say red light will actually um, you know break up the cancer cells. So you know there's that we've had great luck with red light, orange lights, because cancer uh, we're finding is um, kind of root chakra, kind of sacral chakra. Um, I talked to a doctor who said that um, cancer is heavy metals in the body. My original theory was that cancer was a viral load. And 
She said, yes, but let's go deeper, Gail, because if the body wasn't able to fight off that virus, why? So she, in 28 years of her practice, has noticed that um, cancer is heavy metals. So um, we use a lot of drumming. Um, we use higher frequencies. We feel like higher frequencies, um, disease is a, a lower frequencies. So disease is fear, where health and wellness is love. So we get up in that higher vibration, get up in those higher frequencies, and um, I'll say we can kind of blast it out. Well, on the subject of heavy metals, um, this also is implicated when it comes to dementia and a lot of the degenerative uh, diseases with our mind um, that are now becoming almost epidemic. I mean, even in younger people. Um, speak about that for a moment. Then I'm going to add a little overlay to it that I think we should really start considering. Right. So yes, aluminum they're finding with dementia, um, neurotoxins that store in the crevices of the brain. Um, I've noticed it with Parkinson's, ADD, ADHD, um, lack of focus, insomnia. A lot of these are just heavy metals. So one of my DO doctors had turned me on to a heavy metal detox formula by BioRay called um, NDF in their drops, natural detox formula. It is amazing that um, the first time I took one drop, my cheeks got real flushed, so I knew something was happening, but they're very concentrated um, greens. So chlorella, spir uh, um, cilantro, of course spirulina is another green that can help pull out heavy metals from the body. So they just get lodged and you have to do a lot of work to get them out. They don't, just don't come out. And they also bind to candida. Ah, there you go. And so really, I mean, we're talking about chelating them out of the body and out of the brain where they lodge. And this is the part I wanted to bring up. And I know it's a uh, politically political hot potato in a sense, but the, the subject of chemtrails, the chemtrails that are being laid around the planet, basically, um, I've read a lot about it. I've studied it quite a bit for the, over the last 20 years. Um, and the main constituents are aluminum, barium, and strontium. So you're, if you're in an area that's being sprayed on any kind of regular basis, it's not just being sprayed on you, your home, um, your body if you're out and about. It's being sprayed on all of your food, all the food that's growing. If you eat meat, the animals are eating grass that has had uh, that is essentially coated um, to one degree or another, depending on how saturated the spraying period is with aluminum, strontium, and barium. And this is starting to really, I'll say this, years ago, my way of combating it was when I first found out what was going on with chemtrails because they sprayed very heavily in Sedona and regularly, is I planted my own garden and I used the white grow cloths over it. As soon as they started spraying on spray days, I covered my garden up because it can get light through the white cloth. And I grew a splendid little garden and I would take it off and let the um, garden breathe more at night, at the end of the day and night, after all of the aluminum and everything had settled. But honestly, I have to say this without being an alarmist, I think that we are going to have to go back to either growing our own food or eating hothouse produce that has not been sprayed on because this is ubiquitous. 
aluminum showing up in children's hair follicles who eat organic diets in places that are heavily sprayed. So if there's anything more you want to talk about or mention regarding this aluminum buildup and what you've noticed, I think it's a, a topic worth investing a moment in. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I've been ridiculed um, for believing in chemtrails. Oh, they're just contrails. That's the natural. But there's their bubbles. Sometimes they're dark. Sometimes they're this rainbow colored, almost like a shiny. That's not normal. Like a rainbow, a a grease slick in the sky. Exactly. Exactly. So I do um, believe in that. And I do try to do a heavy metal detox on myself and do a lot of greens and try to pull that out because I know it's in the soils. So as much organic as you can eat, you know, they're being grown in toxic soils. So yeah, I don't want to be an alarmist either um, because I love my life and I enjoy my life and I don't live in fear. But I do take precautions to pull these heavy metals out to um, make sure I'm flushing, make sure I'm not, um, uh, you know, eating all the wrong foods so that my liver is toxic and I can't process through all this stuff. So I I 100% agree with you. It's terrible. The nice thing is we can do something about it. It's a matter of just knowing what's going on. And then it's not about being afraid. It's about then taking action. And so the product that you use and, and prefer is called BioRay, just B-I-O-R-A-Y. Right. Correct. Okay. And that's the brand. And then the... Uh, NDF. Okay, good. So everybody's got that. Hopefully everybody's written it down. Um, So that's news you can use. I love that. Now let's talk a little bit about, let's talk a little bit about um, heart, heart again, because this is also a problem that's becoming ubiquitous. All levels of heart stress and heart disease, because we're in a time that is extraordinarily stressful for a good portion of the world's population. It's not just here in the U.S. with the craziness going on. And it's affecting our hearts individually and even collectively. So let's talk about music and color, um, the colors that can work for the heart, okay, to help it feel full again. Right, right. Um, So, you know, Barry Goldstein, um, you've interviewed him as well, has a, um, a CD called Heart recorded at 60 beats a minute and it's beautiful and we use what we'll use green light with that and it is such a beautiful composition and um but piano can work with the heart because the autonomic nervous system is connected to every organ in the body then there's bells and chimes um even i think some guitar music if think about heart strings pulling on the heart strings so string music um strings will also work with the crown chakra So we use that, and I had a client in who um, 40% of his heart, per the doctor, had died um, after he lost his wife, um, and he had a heart attack, and 40% of his heart had died. And they put in a pacemaker, and um, he's been coming to the center now for two, three years. um, And he, two years ago, had the part with the battery in it changed, and um, one of my medical doctors that works with me, he said, well, get his ejection fraction number and get his cardiac output number, and I'll tell you how much of his heart is still dead. So I gave him the number. He looked down. He looked up. He looked down. He looked up. Are these his numbers? Yeah. He goes, this is a 100% functioning heart. <laughs> <laughs> so a records release from 12 years ago got a stack of paperwork that big we couldn't find anything so I, you know i wish there was some other 
their number to compare. But, you know, my theory is our organs can regenerate and in the right environment and resetting the nervous system, our bodies can heal and regenerate. So when the, the body's rebooted and it starts working, it can do anything. Yes, I agree with you. Absolutely. It's an, it's a marvelous mechanism. And see, again, the nice thing is if people can't like find their way to be able to sit in your harmonic egg at some point, um, we can also put up, I, and I have theater, I used to use a theater light with a low wattage bulb on a stand and you can put gels in. And I happen to go through Stephen Ross. Um, Stephen Ross has all the original Dinshaw um, gel formulas and specific colors for specific disease. So that's a real low tech kind of thing to do where you can just bathe in 20 or 30 minutes of green light. And then you can put Barry Goldstein's heart CD on and start doing these gentle things for yourself at the end of the day before these situations really become chronic. If they, if you can't come in and have kind of the, the Cadillac or BMW experience <laughs> in, a, in a, your harmonic egg, these are low tech, wonderful ways to go to balance ourselves at the end of the day, right? You can wear the colors too. So yeah. I, have a, um, I don't know if this is the right way to say peridot. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to work on heart today. So I have a green shirt on and green earrings. And so you can wear the colors of clothes for Absolutely. the organs. You can also eat food. So um, with, I guess, green foods, maybe cucumbers, um, some, some green foods for the heart. So for the root chakra, you know, red bell peppers for the sacral chakra, some carrots. Um, so you can look at it that way too. Yes, because when you were talking about red light and cancer, even though some, you know, you have conflicting information on it at times, the reality is a lot of people who end up with cancer start feeling so depressed and so devitalized and marginalized and don't stand for themselves in their own lives. And this is very true of oftentimes women who end up with breast cancer. This is probably one of the most common stories, you know, didn't take time for me. And when you think about it, the color red is the color that comes in and feeds us on the most primal energetic level. So it makes sense that um, the color red sounds associated with the color red. Um, Even some drumming and red foods start vitalizing our energy field on a really primal level, right? Right. Well, that's a (laughs) drumming in the root chakra. um, To bring the root chakra back into balance is drumming. To bring the sacral chakra back into balance, you know, and then working on the liver is um, orange and um, flute. So I guess... Yeah. Talk about that in more depth. I want uh, that's the next question I was going to ask you because liver disease is becoming ubiquitous. Um, I know in my interviews with Dr. Denise Warden, they've just found a shocking level of people that are healthy. I mean, athletes even with non-alcohol related uh, cirrhosis. So let's talk about what you're finding by way of the healing process through frequencies with damaged livers. Right. So we're having great luck with flute music and orange light, but also there has to be some diet changes. Um, So fat people want to do the keto diet, but they can't lose weight. Well, if your liver is so fatty and stagnant, um, you're not going to lose weight with eating animal proteins, which is fat and, you know, more fats and more fats. Um, I have changed a couple uh, diets for people, taking them off the keto and working on their liver and they're actually losing weight. So it's brilliant. Um, eggs, 
eggs will feed a virus. So if the virus is harboring in the liver, you really want to stay away from eggs because they've grown the viruses in labs with eggs. Yeah, so I think they, don't they use the, do they use the albumin in eggs to as the medium for growing viruses because it grows so rapidly? Right. That's unfortunate for those of us who love eggs. <laughs> I know. Um, so you want to stay off of dairy products and, um, you know, do some dietary changes if you're working on the liver. And some of the liver problems, if you have eczema, psoriasis, if you have a lot of acne or cystic acne, if you have uh, SIBO, uh, weight issues, you might start looking at the liver. Now, liver tests from the labs are not going to show up with anything wrong with your liver until it's, I think they, the doctor told me 80% not functioning. And then you'll start to see the BUN, the AST, the ALT yes. and the liver numbers, then they're off. Well, you don't want to wait till it's 80%, you know, uh, damaged before you start doing something. So if you do have rashes and eczema, psoriasis, and some of these things we, we just said, um, you want to really look at the liver and start working on the liver. Um, take away some of the fats. Even avocados can be bad for the liver when it's super fatty. And, you know, you know that's a good fat, but you still want to watch that. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, let's talk about dementia because we, we did mention this a little while ago. Um, so many people are suffering from it. Even younger people are starting to have short-term memory loss and, you know, we're starting to be clouded. Our minds are starting to be clouded as to whether something actually happened. We thought it happened. We thought we had a conversation that was just in our head, all this kind of stuff going on. So what are some of the... Um, the, the musical instruments and some of the colors we can work with to bathe ourselves in for dementia mm -hmm. or to avoid going into a state of dementia. Right. So I think hydration is the key. I'm seeing a lot of older people with dementia and we're hydrating them and they're remembering. I had a lady, um, she said her mom um, lost her father and her father was the one that made her drink water. So she always had, you know, water filled up on the counter after the husband slash, you know, her father passed away. All of a sudden her mom was forgetting where the church was, forgetting where things were. And she was driving. And, um, I said, you know, is she hydrated? And she said, oh my gosh, since my father passed away, she hasn't been drinking water. She got her hydrated again and she started to remember that where the church was. So hydration, I think is a big part of dementia. And it probably has to do with keeping the brain hydrated. So it's flushing those metals that are um, collecting in there. Yeah. So, go ahead. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm finding hydration. Um, when we have the people in the chamber, we're using drumming music because there's a density of that organ in the brain. You want to kind of shake it up a little bit and, and dislodge some of that stuff. And so the same with, the organs in the abdomen, they're very dense in there. They're, they're packed in there. So we'll use drumming to actually um, penetrate through that density. Um, so as far as the light goes with dementia, I don't know that there's a light with dementia, mm -hmm. but maybe purple light because it's very detoxing. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, I know many years ago, it was in the late 1980s, I did a story on uh, a man who is a real master in kinesiology and has ended up, you know, teaching all over the world by now. And 
at the time, I remember I was impressed with the story he had. And I bring this up because, again, we're getting down to that metal toxicity. He had a, a client. The daughters brought their mother in who was having a very rapid um, increase in her or, or decrease in her mental functioning. It was, it was showing up as dementia. She had to quit her job and she'd been a very vital person. And what he found is she had a quite a high um, toxic buildup of copper in her body. Now that can happen from living in, you know, old, old houses that haven't had the copper piping replaced or from cooking on a pan that's copper where the other layer has been worn off and you're being exposed to copper when you're cooking, for example, there are a number of ways you can get it in your body, but he chelated that out through the use of another mineral. I can't remember what it is now. The story was long 30 years ago and uh, boom, two weeks, she was back at work. They, They had their mother back and just by getting this metal out of, out of the brain. Right. So it's not that hard. I mean, I, people say there's these incurable diseases, but I think if you know the right things to do and um, the right diet and the right, you know, chelations, uh, it's not that hard. I don't fear any disease. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're the picture of health now after having such a horrible profile a decade ago. <laughs> Let's talk now. Norm Shealy's also been working with a lot of this. And he, he uh, one of the areas he worked on was diabetic neuropathy. Let's talk about that as well. Okay. So um, he had a sound um, chamber that he uh, acquired for Missouri State University. And they... Um, took 23 people um, that were accepted by the review board to do this 90-day test on um, diabetic neuropathy, and they got a 25% reduction in pain in just nine sessions. Now, um, I think we could have gotten a little bit more success if we would have been able to work with the diet with some of these, but it was just about sessions, and that's it. And the intern, I believe, that was putting the people in and taking them out didn't have a lot of training either. So I think we could have gotten a better result from that, but that's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. And now let's talk about something that all of us go through at some time or another in our lives. And we'll talk about the associative sound, a musical instrument, and also color. So if we are going to do our own vibrational healing at home, and that has to do with trauma. It comes in many ways, but many, many people... Um, have been traumatized in a lot of subtle ways and dense ways alike in recent times. We all have, we all carry trauma within us. How do we best um, soothe trauma? So um, I would say there's a lot of trauma. I'll give you an example of a gentleman that we had with PTSD. So uh, he was a Marine and he was in a battle where 3000 Marines went into a battle and 15 came out. He was one of the 15. He is now the last living um, Marine from that battle. And he's been coming to me for trauma, PTSD, sleep issues, kidney issues for about three years now. The, the last 15 um, all had weight problems and weighed between four and 600 pounds. Wow. And they're all past. Um, he says that he was exposed to Agent Orange, blue, yellow, green, red, <laughs> you know, and when he came to me, he was in a wheelchair, um, was being told he was going to be on dialysis. One, one kidney was dead, and um, he was over 400 pounds. 
So I told him with any kind of kidney issue, he wants to get off of the um, animal proteins to help the kidneys to heal. And um, he loved his fried chicken. So he didn't want to listen to this little girl telling him what to do. So I basically told him, don't come back then. Don't waste my time. Don't waste your money. Um, and that was a challenge to him too. Like, hey, don't tell me I can't come here. <laughs> so, it's a little psychology I didn't know about. And uh, so we used a lot of um, red, yellow, orange lights um, with him. And uh, we used, drumming really helped. He said that in one session, he almost didn't make it out of the unit before he had to have a bowel movement. Right. So we got a lot of detox done. He's now walking. He's out of the wheelchair. Um, his kidney, he doesn't, they don't understand at the VA why he has a kidney that came back to life that was dead. Why they're measuring his heart, I don't know. Um, his heart grew by a centimeter. And why they're measuring that, I don't really know. But he said, hey, you know, they told me my heart grew by a centimeter. <laughs> Why are they measuring your heart? Um, so they're trying to figure out why he's still alive. But there, that's a ton of trauma that he's kind of carried with him for all these years. This was during, you know, the Vietnam era. He's um, probably close to 70. And so it's crazy. Go ahead. You no, know, that's fascinating. And um, it, it, I'm just, as you're talking, I'm flashing back to an interview I did with David Bercelli. I did one of these for CMN, Conscious Media Network, before Gaia purchased my network. And uh, also one, I believe, in the early days with Gaia, with David Bercelli, and talking about how the person, after they've experienced, tr experienced trauma, when you're a little child or when you're an animal, you know, a dog, for example, you start shaking. Animals just start shaking and they start releasing this from the body, that vibration. But humans buck up. If you're not a child anymore, if you're an adult, it's like, okay, calm down. I'm just going to, you know, calm down. I'll breathe or whatever. But that trauma is still trapped in there. So it sounds like what's happening is this drumming and these primal colors, the lower chakra colors of red, orange, and yellow are shaking up. They're essentially shaking and vibrating your aura, your body, your organs for you. Is that what you would say? Yeah, and the cells too. So you're absolutely yes. correct. Um, because uh, I've noticed that that is the experience that a lot of people have is it kind of shakes them up. And they sometimes they continue to shake or vibrate after they come out. And so things are still shaking up and releasing. So you're absolutely correct. When I, um, when I moved my horse from one barn to another and she got off the trailer, she was soaking wet with sweat. Um, when she saw me, she shook all over and she was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. And that's how I think that's where they get the term shake it off. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right on that. Well, Gail, um, there, I mean, we could talk about so many different particular case studies, but just um, to wrap up our conversation here, and we'll talk about how people can get hold of you. Um, any kind of final statements you'd like to make about the beauty of uh, vibrational healing in general? Um, sure. So I think people um, want to make sure that they're doing self-care. You know, don't come to uh, this modality or uh, start doing this kind of things. If you're really sick, you really want to go see a doctor. And um, But don't let yourself get to that point. 
you know, start doing these things while you're healthy, stay hydrated, you know, um, try to do heavy metal detoxes, do that self care that you need to stay healthy. Uh, Cause we get a lot of people that come to us and say, you know, I was given one lady, I was given 48 hours to live. Can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I want people to know that they should take care of themselves now and do things that are healthy and stay healthy before the body really gets to that point. But also know that your body's never going to attack itself. Um, don't feel betrayed by your body. Your, your body's amazing. And um, you should do these things to, to really take care of yourself. Wonderful final statement. Very uplifting and truthful. So, uh, Gail, how can everybody reach you? Um, I have a website, and it's um, www.lifecenter.us. You can find me there. Very good. Well, um, I wish you um, such good luck on your whole journey with um, as people begin to purchase the eggs all over the country and even in other countries and you're training people that those eggs start talking to each other and we just continue to find ourselves in a better and better harmonic as time goes on. And also I look forward to another visit in the egg when I get back to Boulder. <laughs> Thank you, Gail. Thank you. Again, you can reach Gail at lifecenter.us. Until next time, thank you for joining us here on reginameredith.com.